Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Tell them to stay loose. I'm going to bring them up. I'm going to let them kick for the Monday off. But Andy's going to give you he's going to give you one shot. We have Monday off. Go. One field goal, one field goal block. Hey, it's an NFL record. It's an NFL record. <laughs> Not much of an effort by the defense there to block that kick. Because they <laughs> yeah, get your day off, too. <laughs> right. That was right. Pro Bowl. That was Pro Bowl effort, literally, the way they play in the Pro Bowl to try to block that kick. Uh, but uh, good stuff. 64-yarder. Cool. Got the Chiefs players Monday off. And, uh, yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs can take a little time off. Chiefs got the hay in the barn. Chiefs are going to be pretty good this year. And they lead off our conversation about the AFC West win totals, courtesy of our friends at the Points Bet Sportsbook. Chiefs lead the way at 12 and a half. 17-game season. Chris, is this a 13-4 and four or better team in your view? It, well, they got a tough schedule. Let's just say that. I mean, their division we know is going to be better. they got to play the AFC North, which we would say I think is probably the best division of football, right? It's them or the NFC West. So from that standpoint, you know, I go, okay, I, I don't know if I see 15-2, and 13-14-3, and, you know, and three, but I think they're right around that. 13 and 4, 12 and 5 area. Listen, Mike, on my podcast, I picked them to go under at like the 12 and 5 area. But I'll say this this weekend, I'm watching film a little bit and dallying around. And I'm, I'm watching the Chiefs and I'm going back and watching a bunch of Patrick Mahomes throws. I'm kind of watching their offense. And I, I, the one thing that jumped out to me again, the damn guy wasn't protected the whole year and they went. 14 and 2 would have been 15 and 1 if he had to play the last game. I mean, it, it's really remarkable when you break it down and you go back and watch and you go, man, there's just so many times where he he leaves the pocket. He doesn't get to throw within the pocket. I was trying to show my son a few things he does mechanically, and I go, wait, hold on. Well, the next throw, he'll stay in the pocket and you'll see it. Oh, no, he went, left the pocket. Oh, no, he left the pocket again. Oh, he left the pocket again. Now, with this offensive line, and what they got there, 
I just I, I just go, man, he's going to be protected, and they could be dangerous. So I'm going to go slightly over. I'm changing from my unbuttoned podcast. I'm going to go 13-4 and four type of year for, for the uh, – the Kansas City Chiefs, Mike. Sounds, sounds like you need to be a little more buttoned up on your unbutton podcast. Apparently, to try to have it both ways. <laughs> I, I'm going to go over. Yeah. I, I yeah. look, and I know that that we still need to see whether or not Patrick Mahomes has any lingering problems with the toe that had surgery just a few days after the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he is still Patrick Mahomes. They have improved on their biggest weaknesses, and they still have the biggest strength that any team in the NFL has in Patrick Mahomes. So I go over Chargers, yeah. the team that was number eight in my power rankings. Nine and a half over under win total. I think you know where I'm going. I'll take the over. Where are you going? I'm I'm kind of on the under. I'm right there at nine and eight. You know, as far as the Chargers, I just one I got to see to believe. I, I understand that you know there's talent on the roster like we've talked about, but you know there's one thing about being talented on the roster and then going out there and executing games and winning games in the NFL. And I guess that's where I'm just a little a little hesitant about crowning them quite yet. I see the potential in the football team overall, uh, but yeah, I think they're a team that's kind of like flirting with the playoffs in December, but you know, just is on the outside looking in when it's all said and done. I, I still, I just, yeah, you know, I know. it's one of the teams I got a feeling about this year. I could I be got wrong, you. but I just got a feeling. I got a feeling. Right. Broncos, yeah. over under nine wins. I got a feeling that they're going to be under. Do you agree with my feeling? on the Broncos, who have not had a winning season since the year they won the Super Bowl in 2015. Definitely. I'm going under. Not much. I mean, yeah, I think they're another one of those teams like the the Chargers where you could just say, watch out for. There's a lot I like. I want to see how the quarterback situation plays out. You know, I want to see you know, how good is that run game going to be. I do think their offensive line's really good. The defense on paper, it looks like it's going to be really good, too. You know, but I, I, again, it's it's another one of those where I can't put my name behind it quite yet. Not here, early September, without any games played, and especially in the AFC, as we've talked about so many times over the last few weeks. It's just so deep and so good. You know, when it came down to it, and you're trying to find your seven teams you put in, I, I just couldn't do it with the Broncos. So yeah, I think they're right around that eight and nine, nine and eight type of uh, record this year. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. They finished in last place in the division last year, so they get the Jets. But otherwise, four of their games against the Chiefs and the Chargers. Then they yeah. get the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers because of that rotation where they play all teams from the AFC North. That's seven of your games right there yes. where you're going to say the Broncos can't win. Now, look, maybe they could steal one or two, but that's, a, that, that's almost half of your schedule of a, of a crippling array of opponents who are clearly on paper better than you so it makes for a long year for the Denver Broncos Raiders the last place team based upon the win projection seven and a half over under which way you going I'm going under just barely you know I I I think this team you know this this division's good no no cupcakes that's for sure but like we discussed the Raiders a little the other day you know it's just it's it's hard to get a feel of what is the team What's the one area you look at and go, oh, man, they're so great in that area that they're, they're going to be a matchup problem? Like, yeah, I think Derek Carr is real good. He can be as efficient as anything. You know, but efficiency isn't always going to get it done. You know, you got you got to make plays. You know, got to get turnovers. And that's where I go on defense. Like, who's the guy in the front seven that's going to really disrupt things? Can Yannick Ngakwe kind of find his form that he had that back in Jacksonville a few years ago? I, I got to see that first before I just jump onto that that bandwagon there. And offensively, a new offensive line. 
Can Henry Ruggs come through and be as good as as we as we've discussed earlier in the week that they think he's going to be? There's just too many questions there about the identity of the Raiders for me right now to say over. It's under team. Yeah, and just just a, a weird sense of dysfunction internally. We talked about the whole Mike Mayock, John Gruden dynamic. Gruden is safe, and Gruden knows he's safe. Mayock's the scapegoat this year. Paul Gunther was the scapegoat last year, and they're in the same predicament as the Broncos. Even worse, because they weren't the fourth-place team in the division. They were third place, so you know who they get? They get the Patriots next year, not the Jets. And they have the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers, and the Chargers twice, and the Chiefs twice. Good luck with this schedule, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, it is. It's a tough schedule. And, yes, they're just not the type of team that you can really look at any matchup and just go, oh, well, they're better than them. Okay, the Bengals, week 11. I can certainly say that. The rest of them, you go, man, there's there's not a lot of room for error there. They're going to have to play a pretty perfect football game. I know Gus Bradley's back as the defensive coordinator. You know, Gus was with Gruden in Tampa. I think he will, you know, make the defense better and more formidable. I just I don't know if the talent's good enough to get it done. So the Chiefs are still the kings of this division. It is bothering me that I picked the under on my podcast and over on the show, Mike. So I'll just take the under. I'm going to say the Chiefs go 12 and 5, all right? I'm going to go back to that. But okay. can I bring up right. the Chiefs? One more thing. You're bringing something up from five minutes ago. I need to say something first. Oh, please. Because if you were looking on that schedule for when the Raiders play the Patriots, you wouldn't have found it. I was wrong. See, the Raiders Raiders actually finished second in the division. So they played the the Dolphins. Dolphins. They were ahead of the Chargers. They they avoided the Patriots. Congratulations. You get to play the Dolphins instead, which it's not like a dramatically easier opponent. No, we or, saw the Dolphins go in there. For that matter. Right. We saw the Dolphins go in there on a Thursday night last year and beat them, right? In a big football game. We're, remember Fitzpatrick got his head ripped off and made that third down throw down the sidelines or whatever? That was pretty amazing. Um, uh, can I make one more point about the Kansas City or just a question? Like, I am intrigued to see who's going to be that other weapon on their offense this year or what's that other element of their offense going to be. Is there, are they going to just stay status quo and be like, hey, we're going to run the same thing we've been doing. We're just good, and now he's protected and we'll beat you? Or are they going to have an element of, like, we talked about run game or short passing game to bring defenses up and be a pain in the butt that way? Uh, they have a tough schedule, but, I mean, still Kansas City is uh, the king of the AFC. I, I, can't, I can't deny that. This is the upper out year for McCole Hardman. Really? Yes, right. The, the That's compliment where I was to Tyreek Hill, the, right. the guy that the guy that the night, not the night, but the, yeah. The, well, he was drafted on night two right. in 2020, 2019. That was when all that stuff was yeah. percolating, and nobody knew what was going to happen with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it was twenty nineteen. This is year three, and Sammy Watkins is gone. Somebody's got to step up. It can't just be Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. There's got to be right. somebody else. Whether right. it's Byron Pringle, Mecole Hardman, somebody's got to do it. All right. What we got to do is take a break. We're going to look at the NFC West over under win totals when PFT Live continues right after this. Simsisms. Trustability. And it just speaks to, again, to the trustability of Mac Jones. I don't know if that's a real word or not. I have a feeling. it. Chris Sims, <laughs> accidental scholar. I think the it search is. has already begun. Yeah. There it is. Trustability. That's right. Bam. It Web- is a word. Webster. Chris Sims. Yes. Accidental scholar. <laughs> it's the sequel to the Simsisms. 
Yes. So you got the Simsisms, you got the Accidental Scholar next to it, you got Playmakers next to it. That's your book collection. That's all you need. That's all Throwing I need. Quarterback you know? of the future for good measure, and, and you're good to go. Oh, baby, you got all the good reads there, right there. Yep, I, I'm, I'm working on a new novel here, just like you work on new novels. We already filled up Simsisms. Now, Accidental Scholar is coming to a, a bookstore near you. <laughs> it is so funny when it happens, though, because it's happened enough times that I can sense it as you're saying it. Your, your entire demeanor is, I have no idea whether or not this is a word, but I'm going to go ahead and close my eyes and take a, take a shot. Go for it. And as the word comes out, it's like, yeah, I think I've heard that word before, even though yep. I'm sure Chris hasn't. That's you add ability goes. ability to any word. I feel like it works. Like, you know, just, you know, um, for the most part, I don't know. I got lucky there. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we could have some fun. We could have some fun with that, but uh, uh, let's not go down that path. Let's go down the path of the NFC West win totals over under points bet sports book. And they are packed together very Ooh. tight, as you would imagine. 49ers, 10 and a half. Three teams in double digits. The 49ers at 10 and a half. Are you over? Are you under? I'm going over. I mean, I, I think the 49ers are going to be fighting the Bucks for the number one seed in the NFC playoffs. That, that's really where I feel. And, you know, I know they have, of course, in a tough division. They play the AFC South and the NFC North this year. But I just, even even the way their schedule lays out to me, it, it, they don't, they're not too clumped together with any stretch where I go, whoa, that's a brutal stretch. You know, two games early on in the year, I know it's the NFL, but they're more talented than the, the Lions and the Eagles. And then I know the Packers, you know, are right there as far as one of those top teams, but it's at home. And we've seen when the 49ers are healthy against the Packers, they run that show. So uh, I, I do think they'll be able to build some confidence and get, get, get things going early on in the year. Week 7 coming out of the bye at home against the Colts. Sunday night football NBC is Trey Lance the starter week 7. I'm going to say no. I'm not. I think that'll be the first time that maybe it's thought about depending on Jimmy Garoppolo's play. But if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing at a pretty clean high level and they're 5-1, and one, you know, going into that bye week, or, or I, I think it's a hard thing to to pull the trigger on that move there. Now, if they're you know three and two, or you know, have been unimpressive in those games, and if then then that opens the door for Trey Lance, as long as they believe in and and are confident that he won't put them in compromising situations like we talked about in that Chargers preseason game, where you really could have gone through two series and gone, he really almost turned the ball over five times in like two series and they could have been down 17 nothing against starters and I think that's got to scare Shanahan to a degree Rams over under 10 let me go first on this one I yeah. I'm going under I'm going under and my concern with the Rams you know we've talked about how Kyle has gone from being very meticulous to being impulsive Sean McVay and the Rams are always impulsive and yeah, I feel I like McVay's always nervous he's always antsy he's always looking to do something I need some action I got to do something I got to trade for somebody I got to do something I'm not convinced on this Matthew Stafford thing look Stafford was with the Lions for 12 years and they didn't win a playoff game and they went to the postseason maybe three times at some point he's responsible for that and I don't think it's as simple as plug and play oh wait Stafford dramatically better than Jared Goff Rams final eight last year they're on their way to to the Super Bowl I'm not ready to buy that for injuries who's the depth behind your star players when you've given up so many draft picks and you have so yeah. much cap space invested right. in a handful of guys I just think the Rams the epitome 
of impulsiveness in the NFL, constantly trying to whip up a Super Bowl formula. I'll believe it when I see it. You said it for the other L.A. team. I'll say it for this L.A. team. I need to see it to believe it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, listen, your concerns are real. I don't have the concern about Matthew Stafford. I don't. You know, listen, he was in Detroit, and it was crapola forever. And they would have been way crapola more if it wasn't for Matthew Stafford. He's the reason they were ever in the playoffs or not 1-15 a whole bunch of years or 2-14. and 14. You know, he made them respectable. He saved jobs up there. He was a victim of his own greatness. I mean, that's really the problem. It really is. I mean, never had a defense, never had a running game. I understand. Yeah, there are things he can do better. You know, I don't know. I know in the Seahawks playoff game that he lost once. I mean, the receivers got to catch the ball. Anybody go back and watch the film. They catch the ball, they win the game. They dropped a bunch of big passes in that game. The year year they lost to the Cowboys in the playoff game, that was that screwy, they didn't call pass interference, and then eight minutes later they called it and gave the Cowboys a penalty. You know, just or took it, it was vice versa. I think they called it and then took away the flag but your concerns about the depth of the Rams is definitely the scary thing I I took a flyer with the Rams going to the Super Bowl you know because I I believe in the coaching staff and the high-end talent they have on the team but your your concern there is real miraculously they've avoided it the last two years with the same situation and I don't know maybe just McVay's got a way of practicing him and knowing the right touch of not wearing his team out but uh, I'm gonna go like a push to over, like you know, I think they're like an eleven and six type of football team where they go, oh, they get in the playoffs. Watch out, they're going to be real dangerous. Seahawks over under ten wins. What do you have for them? I'm I'm going under. I'm going under. I have a little bit of the, like the feeling you have with the Rams. I think with the Seahawks, and and this is like scary too because I mean, of course, I'm picking against Russell Wilson, and that's always scary. But I, I guess. You know, a little bit of like that bad gut feeling with the Dwayne Brown situation, the Quandre Diggs situation. I look at their front, their front four, and go, "Who's really there? That's that special. That's going to be able to get pressure on the quarterback without blitzing." Oh wait, now you have to blitz. Oh wait, who are your corners? Oh, they're not very good either. So that scares me. I think you know. And then I'll say the other thing: as much as like Shane Waldron coming there is a good thing, like. It's uh, Shane Waldron is a spinoff of McVeigh, who's a spinoff of Shanahan. It's not going to catch this division by surprise. So I think when I look at it that way, I, I'm picking and going out on a limb and saying the Seahawks miss out on the playoffs this year. I can't believe I'm saying oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'll, I'll go over on the Seahawks. I think the order of the NFC West is going to be 49ers or Seahawks 1-2 and then the Rams. Uh, and I'll go, I'll go over for the Seahawks. Last okay. one, and we got to make it quick. Cardinals yeah, over under eight and a half. Steve Kime, GM of the team, says they're definitely a playoff team. More pressure on Cliff Kingsbury. I think this is it for him. Playoffs or gone in Arizona. Eight and a half is too rich for my blood. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under, too. I don't think it's like by a great amount. But, you know, yeah, the division they play against, of course, I think all those teams are better. Yeah, they have like a borderline playoff talent type roster. I think the big question goes back to one thing that you and I have discussed many times on here. It's just, can the Cliff Kingsbury offense expand? Can they give defenses more to think about? You know, the Texas Tech, four wide receivers, and this guy only runs three routes the whole year. That's just not going to fly. Not in the NFL against these defensive coordinators who now have two years of your playbook. You know, so that, that's what, uh, to me, has to change a little bit. And uh, that's where I'm, I just can't buy into it and say they're a playoff team. i, I got to see that one to believe it first.
Yep, agreed completely. Let's take a break. When we return, we did the Offensive Player of the Year draft yesterday. Defensive Player of the Year draft today. We'll do that next on Pro Football Talk Live. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Miles Garrett, I've got Kyrie... I've got my Kyrie and my love. Well, hell, I have to prove that I'm LeBron first before anything. I have to prove that I'm the playmaker at all levels. Hell, he's top three in any debate that you have. So that's Miles Garrett's objective, to be the best in the NFL, comparing himself to LeBron James. I don't know. When I first saw that, I thought, well, what's that mean? He's going to leave Cleveland for Miami, and he's going to play (laughs) for a bunch of different teams and try to win championships. I don't know what it means to be LeBron James in football, but Miles Garrett wants to take it to the next level. Today's draft, the... Uh, defensive player of the year candidates. Chris, I'll give you the first pick. Let's see what we got. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, I'm going to take Aaron Donald for the first pick. It's almost like we shouldn't even include him, but I'm going to take him anyways. Uh, Aaron Donald, I, I just, what can you say? I mean, Aaron Donald has gone into a rare classification of football player still in the prime of his career where it's like, Wait, we know he's one of the best players in football. Wait, wait, wait. We know he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Wait, wait, wait. He's actually maybe one of the greatest defensive linemen in the history of football. And we're getting to witness it here. And and it's not going to be like after his career is over. So Aaron Donald, you know, with Raheem Morris now as the D coordinator, you know, Raheem was part of the Warren Sapp Bucks and everything like that. He'll bring more out of him. I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. He's still too damn good. I'm surprised you went Aaron Donald because in recent years you have been a Miles Garrett defensive player of the I year know. guy. <laughs> yes. And we just set it up by talking about Miles Garrett aspiring to be the LeBron James of football. I'll take Miles Garrett. If you're going to leave him on the yeah. board, now I would have taken Aaron Donald with the first pick too. But if you're going to leave you. Miles Garrett, I'll take Miles Garrett with my first pick. Uh, yeah. Look, he stays healthy. He's got Jadavian Clowney there. They've done other things to improve their defense at all levels. He's just a hair behind Aaron Donald on the points bet. Sportsbook odds: Donald four to one, Miles Garrett four and a half to one. So uh, no brainers for the first two. Now it gets a little more interesting. Who do you have next? 
Yeah, and, and I, I mean, Miles Garrett, he probably would be in that conversation if it weren't, you know, the last two years he's injury or had the Mason Rudolph mishap, right, and had to deal with that. But uh, I'm with you. That he's Those are definitely the top two. All right, I'm going to go with a little different one here. I'm going Devin White, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, the Buccaneers go 15-2, and two, and Devin White's leading football and tackles and running around like a kamikaze and just knocking everybody's head off and gets a few turnovers. You know, to me, this is your new age Bobby Wagner. Wagner, right? And this deep in this type of deep not the same defense, but same type of player who can just do everything, cover backs out of the backfield one on one, tight ends the same way. I'm gonna go with Devin White. You know, it's amazing. There are some people who aren't as sold on Devin White as you and I are. I know what I see. The knack for making big plays in big spots is what it, yes. sets him apart. And and he's and he's only getting better at this stage of his career. So that's a good pick by you. Thanks. Yeah, you know, and, and you're right. There is that little element of like, and, I, and this is to me where like people got to self-scout themselves a little bit. Like, yeah, it wasn't perfect last year, but he's still, like you said, your eyes pop, he pops. And as the year went on, he got better and better as he got more comfortable within the system. Too many people are still holding on to like, oh, he was at LSU and he was just running around like his hair was on fire. Like, get over your old narrative. Like, everybody's got to like, stop. It's, it's, it's over. He's awesome. He's one of the best defensive players in football. And he's asked to do things a little differently than some middle linebackers in football, too, to where it's not always just like, oh, you have this gap. You know, they make him responsible for a bunch of gaps because some guys two gap and do things like that in front of him. So uh, I'm with you, Mike. I mean, he's phenomenal. I'm glad you kind of brought that up. Next one for me, not a lot of hesitation here, Chase Young of the Mm. Washington football team, especially with Montez Sweat on the other side, the other potent front four that they have, the members of that defense that are going to be harassing quarterbacks all year. Young didn't have a lot of sacks last year, but he was good enough to still be defensive rookie of the year. I think he could parlay that into defensive player of the year this season, Chris. I I would not be shocked. He certainly was on my list of names here. He's just too awesome. And, you know, of course, they got a bunch of good defense alignment on that that team to where you can't double-team him a whole lot. And he's awesome in the run game, too. It's not just like this guy's just a pass rusher. He makes his presence known on the goal line, short-yarded situations, whatever. He's a really awesome football player. Um, Ooh, last pick here. I'm... I'm I'm tempted between Chris Jones, who's going to be playing defense at end. I'll go with Chris Jones. I was thinking J.C. Jackson. I'm not going to lie, just to be full transparency if you want to steal that. Because, yeah, I'm just going with I think he could lead football in interceptions again. I think the Patriots' defense will be a top two or three defense in football this year. But I will go with Chris Jones because he's just a force. He really is. And he's a, now he's playing defense and he's going to get a few more opportunities to be one-on-one, get sacks. You know, and, of course, if they're 14-3 and three or 15-2 and two and he's up there in sacks and forced fumbles and, and things like that, then, yes, yes, he will be in that conversation. The thing with J.C. Jackson, now that he is known, now but that yes, he is identified, yeah. they're not going to throw it his way as often. So you're not going to get the interceptions. Probably not. You're right. But the one thing that they will do is they're going to match him up still against the top receiver like he did last year, even when Gilmore was out, to where you know it's hard for teams not to throw to their top receiver when they see man-to-man coverage. Uh, but I think your point's real there. He might not get the opportunities he got the last few years.
Am I allowed to just pick Bosa with my last one? One and, of them, one know, of them ahead, and then one of them, <laughs> one of them, right? I mean, is there is there a bet where you can just take a last name and not tie a first name to it? I would go with Nick over Joey just because, hey, I, every guy is different when it comes to the torn ACL. We were spoiled by what Adrian Peterson did. Other guys have struggled. I'll choose to be optimistic here and say Nick Bosa is going to be fine. He's going to be a beast. We know what a beast he's capable of being. He was unstoppable as a rookie. It's a damn shame what happened to him at MetLife Stadium week two last year. He's got plenty of distance from that torn ACL. I think he's going to be dominant. uh, And uh, I I think that he will have the kind of – of highlights and sacks that will come together to get people to say, wow, we need to take him seriously as a potential defensive player of the year. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. And then with that team, the way they play, they could have a lead in a lot of games. You know, the wide nine, he gets to come off the edge and do that in that Seattle scheme. It makes a lot of sense. They're both really talented. I think you're right. If you made me pick one, I'd probably go with Nick as well. Even though Joey's the one who's uh, got the payday. The one yes, that TJ Watt's trying to get. And Nick's going to be eligible for his after this year. If he has a defensive player of the year type of a performance, it's going to be 28, 29, maybe even 30 million a year for Nick Bosa when he gets his next deal. All right, let's take a break. We'll wrap up this Wednesday edition of PFT Live right after this. Tomorrow night, the season gets started. The Buccaneers injury report gave some guys the day off, a veteran day of rest. The one guy who likely won't play, Jordan Whitehead, with a hamstring injury. He is the one that that will be out. Chris Godwin's got a quad. He was limited. But but I think Whitehead, and, and that's an important member of that defense, Chris, looks like he's not going to be available. For the Cowboys, the guy not on the injury report because he's on the COVID-19 reserve list, Zach Martin. Mike McCarthy had an interesting comment yesterday. He said, and I quote, if there were a player out there who can do it, specifically test negative twice, 24 hours apart, Zach would be in that group of players. I... I I didn't realize you could will yourself to test negative for COVID. I had no idea that was a skill. But apparently Zach Martin would be in the group of players who have that skill. Uh, apparently he has an immune system that's stronger than the rest of the population of the world. I know. I, I guess I'm not expecting him to play. Certainly not. It's a big miss for the Cowboys. They certainly need him uh, against this defensive front. But, yeah, I don't expect to see him here out on this field tomorrow night. And look, keep an eye on this possibility of the league increasing the testing frequency for vaccinated players. Part of the incentive was, hey, if you get vaccinated, you're only tested once every two weeks. Now it's once a week. The union made a big push yesterday. A column that J.C. Treader, the Brown Center, and the president of the union put on the NFLPA website saying we need to go to every day. And when you think about it, if you got, I mean, vaccinated players are getting it. You walk into the facility without getting tested. You're in the facility for a whole week before you're tested again. That doesn't make sense to me. Why not ensure? And this is the way I thought it was going to be last year. There's going to be like an airlock where you get tested, and before you get in, you know that you're negative. Why not do that for everyone who goes into the building, Chris? I don't get it. No, I think it's uh, something you brought up already, Mike. It was an unintended consequence of like, they wanted to give people the extra push to get the vaccination, so they took this off the table, but it makes no sense. It doesn't, for all the reasons you stated. All right.
Well, put a fishbowl over that giant head of yours as you walk around right, Tampa here, throw today, some passes, and we'll man. see you again tomorrow. Blue 45, Blue 45 said hut. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.